This is Rabbi Sharon Brous, Rabbi Adi Kar, where we're dedicated to reinvigorating Jewish community, ritual, and learning, all while laying the foundation for a just and loving society. You're listening to Ikar's podcast, where you can hear our sermons from Shabbat and holidays, our teachings, our guest speakers, basically anything we think worth hearing that we can capture and stream, you can listen to right here. The whole Megillah. I mean, literally the whole Megillah. So thank you so much for being with us. Shabbat shalom, everybody. Um, we are today, um, very exciting, uh, beginning a, a new book of the Torah. I'm reading uh, this week, the book of, of Numbers, the book of uh, Bamidbar, and uh, and it's uh, it's one of it. You know, is it my favorite book of the Torah? They're all my favorite book of the, books of the Torah. But th- this is it's it's a unique, it's a dark and savage book. Some of the best storytelling in the Torah. But it begins. It's sort of hiding all of its drama. It begins with this very mundane event, the, the census, um, which is important, as Rabbi Panet said, uh, crucially important. But uh, but is kind of hard to read through. And then there's more details and more details. The, the next thing that happens after the, um, after the census is a flag ceremony, a flag ceremony, essentially, where they all, um, they all receive their uh, position around the, the center of the camp, the center of the camp, which is the Mishkan, the tabernacle. And we hear about where all of the tribes camped around the, 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 the tabernacle. And, um, and we hear that the Israelites camp each with his standard under the banners of their ancestral house. Ish al diglo otot levet avotam. They all camped under a, a particular flag. They all had, each tribe had a unique uh, flag that they camped under. Um, there is some very uh, vivid and, 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 um, and beautiful uh, descriptions of those flags in Bamidbar Rabbah. Bamidbar Rabbah is a, a later collection of Midrash, the book of, uh, on the book of Numbers. Um, and a lot of it is, you know, taken from other places, but this comes from the, the first chapters of Bamidbar Rabbah, which are, which are the best chapters. They're, they're, they're totally unlike um, anything else in, in the book. And there's in those first chapters, there's this incredible description of all of the flags of Israel. And they give us um, a, co- a color for every tribe and a symbol for every tribe. So Ruvain's flag was red and Shimon's flag was green and, um, and Yehuda's flag had a, had a lion on it and Zvulun's flag had a, a, spina, a, a ship on it. Um, Naftali's is, is my favorite. Naftali's flag is, uh, is uh, Domela Yain Salul. It is, it's, it's red, like wine red. With a, with a deer in the middle, just a, a cool flag. I like that one. You could, um, and by the way, uh, the last flag, Binyamin's flag, Benjamin's flag, has um, uh, the colors, Lechol Hatzvaim, has all the colors of all the tribes t- together. Benjamin has a, a rainbow flag, interesting. Okay, but we'll get, we'll get back to that, we'll get back to that. Um, I have been thinking about flags and signs and symbols and icons this week, what we might call uh, semiotics, the power of, of signs and symbols to communicate messages. I've been thinking about them a lot this week because as many of you know, we sent out a, a, an email to the community because last week 
we found uh, a swastika, a couple of swastikas um, scratched onto the front of our uh, building at Ikara, our office building. Um, talk, about a, talk about a symbol, right? Talk about a sign and its power to communicate. I mean, let me just start by saying it's an appropriated symbol. Like everything else, the Nazis stole it. Um, it, it is a symbol which exists um, uh, long before the Nazis came around, but now that it has been appropriated, in, it, it is a, you know, it's, you, you just see it and you feel terror just to see it and pain and anger. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm one of those people, there are lots of us here who have entire sections of my family tree just gone, gone, just, just wiped out. Um, um, because of 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 the folks who flew this this uh, this symbol on their flag, um, now I have to say, part of me wants to just dismiss this. I mean, I was like, people can be nasty, and you know, our our offices are in a business area. A lot of people wandering around there are not well. They're 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 unwell people, and just, this is just nastiness and just the kind of stuff you see scrawled on. On, on, on bathroom walls. And, and I, I just wanna just dismiss, it's just a distraction, you know? But it is connected to something bigger. I mean, something bigger that's happening, not just in history, but, but right now in this country, right? We, we forget so quickly, but just before the pandemic took over everything, there was a, there was a spate of, of anti-Semitic attacks in, in this country and in this, and in this city. You know, and 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 I think about that march in Charlottesville, right, where those where those proud white men said that Jews will not replace us. Jews will not replace us, right? There's a through line between that march and and the swastika that everybody knows that everybody knows that the the the, the swastika used to fly on a flag, and some people would like it to again. Could it? How do, how do we think about how do we think about that? So I, I found some um, wisdom uh, again in in this section of Bamid Baraba, the section that describes all of these glorious, majestic, beautiful flags. Um, after the descriptions, uh, the midrash says says, says this: "B'shasha Amar Kadosh Baruch Hu LeMoshe, Aseo Tam Dgalim, Kamosh Nitavu." When God, when the Holy One said to Moses, make these flags like they, like they want. They, 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 they want these flags. They want to display their, their, the, their, the history and the, and the, the colors of their tribe. They, people, people want that. And so, so make these flags, flags for them. When, when God said that to, Mo, to Moses, he tchil Moshe meitzar. Moshe began to feel distress. Amar achshav. Now that you give them these flags, there's going to be conflict between the tribes. Now that they have flags, there's going to be, they're going to be, there's going to be conflict and maybe violence between the tribes. Fights over land and position. Right? But also, I think Moshe has a keen intuition. Moshe, who grew up in Pharaoh's palace. Moshe has a keen intuition about the perils of nationalistic fervor that a flag can generate. I remember that, that Nazism was, among other things, a nationalistic movement. That's, that's Nazi, not nationale, right? 
but it is a certain kind of nationalism, a certain breed of nationalism that says this nation is the only nation. Our tribe is the only tribe. When the swastika flew on a flag, it wasn't just about national pride. It was a message saying this nation is coming for you. And flag waving has often been a prelude to violence. So Moshe is nervous and we should be nervous because symbols matter, signs matter. And Moshe Meitzar, he's distressed because if violence erupts, he's the one that's gonna have to deal with it. So what is God's response? Amar lo Moshe, God says to Moshe, don't, don't worry about this. Don't worry about this. They don't need you to solve their conflicts. They won't need you. Why? Because they have, and the language here is kind of like a diagram, uh, they have a, a diagram from Jacob because Jacob warned them about this and told everyone exactly where they were supposed to be. They have tachsis, they have a traditional ordering system that let them know that they only have so much space and they have to respect everybody's space. So Jacob foresaw this and warned them about this. But then, then the Midrash says, and just like they carry Jacob, they, they picked up his, his casket, just like they surrounded his casket, so will they surround the Mishkan, so will they order themselves around the Mishkan. The Midrash says, these, these flags will not cause conflict. These flags are there to remind them of where they come from. And they've received a warning on how to live together. But also, they are remembering that they were all there. They were all there throughout all of this history. And through the, the suffering, they were all there. And they remember looking at each other around this casket. And they know that they all belong there. So these flags, these 12 flags, represent a unity, a unity built up of many parts. There are flags like that. The US flag is, is kind of like that, right? There are the 13 stripes and the, and the 50 stars that are meant to represent many pieces come, coming together, e pluribus unum. What other, what other flag is like that? The pride flag. Right? We're, we're celebrating this month, we are celebrating a people who rose up and said, we're here, we've always been here. We're proud of who we are and we're not going away. There's a lot to learn from, the, from that movement. They, they, it's interesting, they, they, the, the, the history of the pride flag, the, the rainbow flag, the, the major symbol of the gay rights movement in the 60s had been the pink triangle another Nazi symbol, right? But reclaimed, and there's a power to reclaiming. But Harvey Milk, Harvey Milk um, encouraged uh, the, 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 uh, an artist who, who came up with this flag, encouraged him to design a new symbol because he wanted to shake off that association. And so, and, and so was, was, was born the rainbow flag. And, and that too is a flag of inclusion, right? That all, all colors are in all colors, all colors of the rainbow. It looks a lot like the flags of the 12 tribes of Israel, right? It's a movement of inclusion. 
and yet, right? Some worry that Jews are going to replace us and some worry these anti-gay laws are presuming that, that they're trying to take over the, the gay agenda is marching across the country trying to force the gay lifestyle on the rest of the country. That fear is predicated on a certain kind of ideology. That ideology presumes that there are only two options. Either we exist or you exist, right? There are two kinds of flags. There is the flag of domination and conquest. And that flag is representing a weak kind of pride, a kind of national pride that can only exist if nothing else exists. But there is also a, a different kind of flag, the flag of inclusion. It's still a manifestation of pride, but a pride that says, I am proud of myself and I can be here and you can be here as well. The first kind of flag is, is terrifying, right? It's like a, like a, almost like a pirate flag, a flag of terror, a flag of death that says we're coming from, for you. It's terrifying. It's certainly terrifying, but it is also absurd. It is also delusional because there will always be diversity. There will always be many kinds of people. Even when there is one people, there are still 12 tribes. There are still 12 colors and 12 orientations and on and on and on. We're all here. We've always been here and we're not going away. And we're not looking to replace anyone for God's sake. That's not our ideology. There were 12 flags of Israel, not one. There were 12 flags of Israel. Think about that. So we're, we're, we're not looking to replace, but we're not going anywhere because we're proud of who we are, as everyone should be, as everyone can be at the same time without anyone else having to hide or cower in fear. So today, we are not afraid. Today, we are proud. So happy Pride and Shabbat Shalom. Hi, it's Rabbi Brass again. Thank you so much for listening. Want more content like this? I hope you'll subscribe and please consider making a contribution to Ikar so we can continue to work toward the fulfillment of our mission to reanimate Jewish life, to embody moral courage, to nurture the spirit, and to work to decipher what it means to be a human being in the world today. Visit our website at ikar.org. That's I-K-A-R.org. And I hope to see you maybe even in person sometime soon.